episode 38, TNC the Premix. Welcome, folks. Had pleasure to have you. This is me, T. That's C. We're dealing with some technical issues, but we're going to push past. Because it's been a week, and we are full of take poison. And the only way to get rid of that is to talk on Zoom, record it, and put it where every podcast goes. Let's get into the show. Cody, is this show brought to you by anyone? Yes. Uh, episode 38 is brought to you by our good friends at Waterfront Docking, LLC. Uh, if you listen to the show, you've definitely heard their name before. Um, but if you have any lakefront or waterfront uh, properties in the Madison, South Dakota or surrounding areas, and you need help with uh, any dock installation or removal, uh, any parts and pieces, um, help getting your boat lifts or jet ski lifts out on the water. Give give Jim and, te- and the team a call at 605-270-9426 or visit the Facebook page Waterfront Docking LLC and search for at Waterfront Docking. Um, like I said, they can help with uh, getting your dock out on the water. Um, you know, if you haven't yet, you should get it out there soon. You know, summer's summer's going to be gone before you know it. So, like I said, if, if you need help with any of that stuff, please give Jim and the team a call at 605-270-9426 or visit the Facebook page, Waterfront Docking LLC. And with that, let's get into it. tried to put on my my tuesday best for you so. you really do that sweatshirt is very very nice yep people can't see this so i'll just describe it to you using my words it's uh, slightly peach colored it's a cutoff sweatshirt but it's very very nicely fitting on cody and it's it's got a perfect sized hood for his head he looks like an oil painting of like the virgin mary it's very very nice bless you no free ads, but Under Armour, send me one. Uh, well, our, I guess the, the perennial, the perennial, perennial, is that perennial? Yeah. Perennial? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, perennial or, well, what's that, the, 
I was thinking that meant annual, but I think perennial means something different. I mean, it's, it's perennial like, flower. I, I think it is, but I think it's because perennial means uh, like happening again and repeating over time. Biannual? Maybe every year. Oh. Anywho, that's what I was going for. I don't know. Need a thesaurus. But uh, we, we had our annual, uh, you know, so. For, for people that don't know, South Dakota isn't known for a lot. I mean, we got like Mount Rushmore, uh, Crazy Horse. If if I mean that's a stretch. Yeah. I was listening to a uh, a rival podcast, and they were talking about when Trump was at Mount Rushmore, and they were saying, "Oh, there is like another carving." a famous Native American, and they kept calling him Standing Bull. And they also said it was on the backside of Mount Rushmore. Both of those, very, very incorrect. So that one kind of hurt my heart a little bit. So, so, so um, you know, obviously we got Rushmore. You know, you, you can you can try to throw Crazy Horse in there. I mean, it is it – is, uh, is a large, so large, large carved, uh, carved rock. Um, but the other thing that we're famous for, uh, besides like pheasant hunting is Sturgis. And with Sturgis, you always get the people that come through Custer state park. And every year somebody gets mauled by a Buffalo or a bison, whatever you want to refer to it as. Uh, North American bison is what they're called. No big deal. So, this year, uh, a fine lady was trying to get too close and take some pictures, got close to a calf, and got charged by one. And somehow, I mean, she got ragdolled by this fucking she thing. She got ragdolled. <laughs> I'm so glad you had this written down because I was really going to base a lot of the episode around that. It, every year, you tell people to stay away from the fucking buffalo, and every year, somebody gets <laughs> just... Shit fucking ragdoll just destroyed by one and this lady People. somehow got her pants ripped off by this fucking buffalo like she was just if you haven't seen the video yet uh do a quick google it's it's worth a, it's worth a watch it's uh it's pretty intense but yeah somehow this buffalo gets her on its horn and it's like <laughs> caught on her pants and it's just whipping her around yeah. slamming her on the road and then uh, her pants just rip off of her body, and she's just <laughs> pantless, like almost unconscious. I think in the middle I, of the street. She was unconscious. Oh yeah. I think she was taking a little little dirt nap because yeah, that buffalo. <laughs> so sweepy. Yeah, that it, it. Like you said, every year, every single year, it's just like I wanted to go pet the buffalo. Do not do that. They are gigantic. Yeah, it's like a fucking cow, but a hundred times more athletic. <laughs> and it's a wild they, fucking animal. Yeah. So and this this is what kind of got me is normally because like you said, this happens perennially. I have no idea. If, we definitely per- fucked that word up. Perennially? Perennially? Yeah. I think I don't know. This this happens every year. But normally it's like an accountant from New York or like a lawyer from they have apparently no idea. This is a lady from Iowa. Lady, you've seen cows. 
you you don't you wouldn't fuck with a cow. Do not fuck with the more athletic version of a cow. That's probably pretty pissed off because we wiped out all of them pretty well for not very long ago. Yeah, I like a lot of people probably don't want to hear this, but like I'm actually shocked that they still let you drive motorcycles like on the wildlife loop because like I get it. That's like a big draw. Like, you know, you get your you get your Harley and you you drive around the wildlife loop. Well, and that's just what you do. You know, you go into Sturgis and then you drive through the wildlife loop on your on your motorcycle. And I'm sure it's awesome. But not like driving it on a with a vehicle like through there, like a enclosed like SUV or pickup, you could still like a, a buffalo could still charge and like ram your fucking car if you got too and close. And fuck your car up. Yeah. So I mean like have, have it's you just ever been people asking for it, but have you ever been to uh, Bear Country, I think it's called? Yes, okay. I have. Where you drive through? Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable in a car there. Like, yeah. there was wild animals approaching the vehicle that I was in, and I was young. But, like, they know how to open doors and shit with their mouth. Like, you keep your shit locked. You don't crack the windows or else that fucking elk is coming in. I, I On a motorcycle, I don't think I could do it. Well, you could see, like, like in the video, there was, like, I don't know, 20, 30 people just, just you know, stopped because there was, there was buffalo or bison all over the fucking road. And so, like, you have to, you know, they're all just, like, stopping and waiting. So everybody, like, pulls their motorcycles to the side of the road and gets off and everybody's taking pictures and shit. Like, every single one of those people were too close. Oh, God, I wouldn't, like, I, if I stopped, if I was on a motorcycle and I stopped, I would keep that thing running and I wouldn't get off of it. I need to make a quick escape because they're wild animals that want to fuck my day up. And good it every year. Every goddamn year. I I literally have like a page of notes about this. Because why? Why do you think have you ever been surrounded by cows? It's scary. Those are cows. And this lady thought a buffalo was the that was the one she was gonna get? No, no, wrong. You know what? That's. But respect to the dude who the person who filmed that. Sorry, I assumed it was a dude. Because that video of her just getting ragged, just it's almost it's like a like a nightmare situation. You know, like it's always in movies and TV shows where it's like oh, I didn't study for this test. Like, the main character's having a nightmare. And it's like, oh, I didn't study for this test. Oh, and I'm not wearing pants. That lady lived that. <laughs> that lady did not study her buffalo test and then became pant- pantsless. Bad news all around. Yeah. And, I mean, fortunately... Um, she lived. You know, yeah, she she didn't get killed, so... Um, you know, we can obviously joke about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's been other times in the past, like that, uh, that lady that tried to like put her child on top of one and take a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, I would not put a child on a very docile cow that hundreds of them, millions of cows. I have no many, I have no idea how many cows exist in the world. They're familiar with us. They're domesticated. Wild buffalo 
do not give a friggin' heck <laughs> about your precious child or you. So just stay on your motorcycles, keep it moving, tell all your fucking friends at the local VFW, where I'm sure you drink beers, about how you saw them. Do not touch. No touchy. But once again, I'm sure next year around this time, when we're on episode 385, this will happen again. And I will keep laughing about it. Yeah. And hopefully the people keep living or else it's going to be a very morbid laugh. Yeah. Yeah. We check that off the calendar. We know it's, we know, we know, <laughs> this, we know the rally, we know the rally happened because uh, somebody got mauled by Buffalo again. So that's, I, I just remember at bear County, I think it's bear country, bear country. I'm sorry. I just remember uh, I was, I was with my parents I was with my parents, and I was in the back seat. I was probably like 11, 10 years old, and there was an elk that knew how to, like, you know, like the door handles? It knew to lift that up. Luckily, I'm sure my parents had child lock on because I was a very dumb child, but that, that elk wanted in, and I think about that <laughs> when people get just crushed get bundled by animals stay away from animals they're scary i had a i had a run-in with an, a wild animal on a thursday i would like to talk about it it was it was frightening so on thursday uh my my at my parents house there was a bat seen it on Wednesday night at like 11 o'clock at night. My little brother saw it and they couldn't find it. The bat was hiding. So my mom, my mom texted me and basically did that thing where she was like, you, can you please come over? We need to talk. I was like, holy fuck, what did I do? And then I, of course, immediately responded back like, uh, what? Like, yeah, I can. As I was preparing to leave town, just start a new life. And she didn't respond for like an hour. And I was like, oh, fuck, I'm definitely going to, there's going to be an intervention. I'm going to jail. Something bad's going to happen. And finally, she's like, there was a bat. And I was like, oh, my God, I'll fight this bat a hundred times for you to never text me like that. So I get over there after work and me and my brother tear the entire house apart looking for this bat. I mean, everywhere. And we cannot find it. So we had to wait the fucking thing out. So this is, this is at like 5.30. Around, uh, around 8.30, I thought of a plan. When you're looking for an animal, you got to use a little bait. So I put some rice in a sock, tied it up, and then I would pull it all the way up and I'd drop it. I was a safe distance away. And then uh, on our phone, on my on my phone, I started playing bat noises from YouTube. They're scary. And about nine thirty, the bat appeared. He went for the bait, and my brother and I hopped with our weapons, aka rubbermaid, like rubbermaid coat lids, and we chased the bat into the kitchen, where 
My brother and I are terminating with extreme. It was bad. We merged this bad, which is illegal. So this is all allegedly, if anyone is listening. But then we, we celebrated very, very aggressively by like flexing and screaming at each other because we just killed a wild animal. And then we threw the bat like half a block down <laughs> to scare off other bats. And then we watched uh, the Under Armour Protect This House commercial. We watched that really loud like five times. <coughs> and it was awesome. We killed the bat. We conquered nature. You're so strong. I'd like to see, I'd like to see a, a counter from Iowa try that on their motorcycle. Well, that was terrifying, though. I'm glad. I'm glad that you saved your mother from the bat. That's good. That's 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 uh the second bat in 20 years. We've lived at that house for 20 years. That's the second bat. Both bats have been killed by Rubbermaid totes lids. I guess. I mean, I guess you got to figure effective. it out. <laughs> yeah, they're effective. I would like to think, because I didn't, I'm not the one that made the killing blow. That was my brother. He put it down. Uh, I, it tried to escape after my brother put it down. It tried to crawl underneath like this little like hutch type thing. And uh, I, I got it with a putter. I pulled it back out and then we just mashed it. <laughs> just, just gang beat it with Rubbermaid lids. But I was thinking, like, at the time, I'm not kidding. My little brother and I were amped the F up. Like, have you ever seen, like, at, like, rugby with, like, the New Zealanders, like, the huge Samoan dudes do, like, the Maori dance, like, Maori dance, like, the, like the Shaka or whatever. Haka? The Haka. The Haka. The we might have done that. <laughs> like, we were amped. I was hoping that someone would try to home invade us at that time because we would have killed them. My little brother and I would have torn them apart limb from limb just because we were that amped up after killing a bat. You, you couldn't just put some thick leather gloves on and grab it and release it outside? No. <laughs> no, I couldn't have. Oh. This bat was huge. Okay. I would roughly say its wingspan was eight feet. <laughs> roughly. So it was, did it fight crime? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I also I also made the joke to my mom that technically since my brother and I killed the bat, we were the Joker in Bane. Mm. We broke the bat. She didn't think it was funny. Weird. Yeah, well, we might have lost uh, some PETA uh, listeners, but outside of that, yeah, well, I, we didn't want them anyway. At least, uh, at least nobody got rabies and. Uh, you that exor- was a exercise, exercise the demons. So, bat free in 2020. Now, it's my new rule. Uh, did you see the? Uh, I didn't actually get to watch the fight, um, but the Stipe Cormier. Yep. Uh, yeah. So, I watched it on my laptop illegally. Sorry, everyone. I didn't. I know. I know. I was a little busy on Saturday, got a little behind, so I didn't I didn't end up watching it until like halfway through the main card. So I wa- ended up watching O'Malley break his leg, 
mm. and completely pissed that down his leg. That sucked. I was very much rooting for him. Did you watch that fight at all? No, I actually didn't get to watch any. I just I just saw the um like the Results. recaps. Yeah, I, I watched watched some recap videos, but I did see that that leg kick that like just fucked his leg up bad. Yeah, it, it completely blew his leg. And the guy he was fighting, I think his last name was Vera, um, just immediately went for that leg. I mean, his leg was shattered. And uh, got him on the ground, finished him with an elbow that was devastating. Like he threw it as fast as he could, as hard as he could. It sounded like someone hitting a side of beef with a baseball bat. I'm very, very glad that fight got called because that person, like O'Malley, would have died in the ring. But uh, I'm, I haven't seen. I looked up today to see if they actually, because I just knew it was a leg. I didn't know what they said. But I couldn't find anything. People were saying he tore his ACL. People were saying he broke his ankle. I never got any. I never found anything saying what he actually happened. But that sucked. But then Stipe versus DC actually lived up to the hype. DC was looking like a fucking bowl of oatmeal. And Stipe was jacked. Stipe was a fucking, he was ripped. And I will give props to DC. Uh, if Stipe hit me like he was hitting DC, I would have died in the ring. Stipe was dropping bombs. Oh, and then poked, poked uh, and then, DC's eyeball dude, out. Get, he got like two knuckles deep in his eye. I think they said, he's, I think they said DC's not going to have surgery, but he has a detached cornea. Yeah, That's I heard – bad. I, I, I didn't see any follow-up, but I heard initially they thought he might have to have surgery, kind of like, like Stipe had to get surgery when he got an eye poke from yeah. DC – uh, in the, one of the previous fights, so that is like even watching it because when I was watching it, like they you could see right away it was a very clear eye poke, but they did it in slow motion, and I actually turned away because it was full on. I mean, it was this high, and you you could see right away DC's eye was trashed, and like even his post his post fight uh, interview. Like, he was like, I can't see out of my left eye. Like, I'm completely done with his left eye. It was like, good God. But DC's retired. Stipe is taking time off. Like, not going to fight for a while. And uh, a little-known little fighter named John Bones Jones went on a little tweet storm and basically said, I want that heavyweight title. And... That's going to be freaking awesome. You freaking turd. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of the tweets, and and I think John was right. Like, I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, just how bad or how much that eye poke affected DC in that fight. Um, Honestly, the fact that he didn't quit was very, very impressive. Yeah. Also, maybe it's just because I'm watching a lot more UFC nowadays. In the past couple months, there is an absolute like epidemic of dick kicks. Like every yeah, like once a fight, once a fight, there will be a five minute break 
because someone gets kicked directly in the balls. It's every fight I've noticed. That and eye pokes. It's every single time. I don't know if it's like John Jones was always kind of known for eye pokes because he keeps his, you know, he doesn't fit, he doesn't ball up his fists. He keeps his hands loose. I'm sorry, I kept doing that in the camera. <laughs> but uh, like there was, I mean, Stepe did it. Seems like everyone's getting eye poked, kicking the dick. Two things I do not like. And the foot stomps too. Get a Man, couple foot stomps. Foot stomps. <laughs> I am pretty devastating on uh, UFC three. I think UFC four is out. Might have to hop on that. But uh, UFC three, I'm very effective at clinching foot and stomping on feet. <laughs> it's such a cheater in a win, but I keep doing it. It's like you know in Mortal Kombat when like you would just find a kick that the person couldn't block. You'd like pin them in the corner and just kick them repeatedly, and they'd get pissed. That's basically what I do with foot stomps. Oh yeah, or like Street Fighter, and you just like get them up against the the side <laughs> of the screen, and you just keep doing like a like a low kick or a low punch, and just keep giving it to them. Oh, God. The spinning low kick in Street Fighter uh, Two was I would always pick Blanca because you know he looks a lot like me. I'm green. I'm powered by electricity. But uh, that was always because you know Blanca he jumps around. He's, he's always flying. You pin him in the corner, nothing. I'll I'll quit the fight right away. <laughs> just spinning low kicks, just keeping me down. Um, did you see that uh, they announced that McGruber is gonna have a series coming to Peacock, which is like the NBC Universal <laughs> streaming? see that I'm not going to get my hopes up because we've heard this before mm-hmm. heard yeah this with MacGruber 2 yep we've been waiting but I mean this this they actually didn't uh, they did say that it's supposed to be coming to this Peacock the NBC stream uh, streaming service in 2021 but yeah I agree don't don't get too excited until until you know we see see a little bit more, but but yeah. And, I, and here's the th- like the thing that kind of worries me is I McGruber was so goddamn funny as a movie, uh, as a series. It kind of worries me because I don't know how I don't know if Peacock you know will let some stuff fly. Mm. <laughs> nice birds, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> birds fly, but uh, I'm also. I've had my heart broken by a lot of comedy sequels. Anchorman 2, terrible. Uh, Zoolander 2, one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, absolutely terrible. Not like the first one was that good either, but it, it played a role. It knew it was a, it was a glue guy on the bench. It, so I'm just hoping. I hope everyone's back. I feel, yeah. like Kristen Wiig, I feel like Kristen Wiig might be too big of a star nowadays for that. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean... I mean, she I does, mean, like, serious acting roles now. I mean, Will Forte, did, you know, he did a, did a little bit, like, The Last Man on Earth and, like, some other random which, shit. Which has, like, four seasons, which blew my mind. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hear you. It's, it's tough, too, because, like... McGruber, the first movie actually like did really poorly at the box office, but it's like, 
but it's like a cult classic, you know, like there's, there's so many people, it's such a quotable movie. It's, it's like really, really stupid humor, but it's, it's fucking hilarious. And obviously within our friend circle, it, it (laughs) it means a lot more, but. I, I remember when MacGruber was coming out, uh, I was helping my uncle do something and uh, we were both pretty big into SNL. So we knew, you know, made him look so goddamn bad and i remember him and i were like working on a water heater and we were just roasting it about how dumb it looked and then you know it did i think it was out of movie theaters in like three weeks like it did nothing and then i remember the first time i watched it i went up to brookings to visit uh jim brad and Tej and jesse and we watched it after one of their flag football games and I was in tears laughing. It was so fucking funny. And then we watched it 400 more times, and it's fucking hilarious every time. Yeah, my buddy, I, I actually found the video of Jim and I riding around in, in Brad's Miata, the Mac 1, <laughs> and we were both in Groob's, in Groob's <laughs> gear, listening to the Groob's soundtrack, driving around in the Miata. Uh, my One of my buddies... Taylor, uh, he, he like didn't realize that like to the extent of groups fans that we are, cause <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, my plates are KFBR three nine two. Like I, yeah, like we're, <laughs> we're, we're pretty, we might not be the biggest groups fans of all time, but we're, we're in the conversation. Probably, probably up there. Yeah. Uh, the, I think you said it before on, on the podcast. But I think you said if like TikTok existed back when we had the fucking went back when the Mac one was popping, like that would have been a big deal. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, I actually I sent that video to to my buddy Droz, and he's like, he's like, you didn't go fucking viral with that. I was like, man, it was just that was like five or six years ago. Like that, it just it was early. We're just, you know? just doing it for fun. It was for funsies. We did get uh, quite a few looks. I feel like if we did, if we did done that now a lot more people because i think a lot more people know about mcgruber now but like back then like we got a bunch of looks and people were honking at us and waving and yelling at us but i just think they thought we looked ridiculous they didn't really even yeah. realize what it was uh, I, I think mcgruber was kind of like a bigger deal than i thought it was because i actually just kind of thought it was like us I thought it was hilarious. a lot of like big time comedians and like comedy writers like over the like when mcgruber had its 10-year anniversary like tons of comedians were like, this is literally the funniest movie we have ever seen. Like it's literally a classic. Like the fact that this thing isn't one of the biggest comedy movies of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Got that. Got that. Got that. That uh, I do. I want to talk about another thing because we do talk about a lot about food on this podcast. Yes. And uh, on Saturday, I met up with uh, a little bit of Lance Tolley and a little bit of T. Freet after they they were golfing. And we met up with them and had some food. Or I met up with them and had some you know food and some drinks. And we were talking about the cast. And they they mentioned something that I had repressed from my memory about a food challenge. We were we were discussing the subway, and they were like, 
Lance is like, I feel like three is kind of like the right answer. I was like, yeah. That's what I thought. And Lance brought up the fact that I did did say one time that I could eat 12 tacos from Taco Bell's in under 10 minutes. And I fucked up. I, I, I don't like hard shell tacos. And that feels pretty nasty. I think I ended up getting like six or seven down. Hard shell's tough though. Like, especially trying to eat hard shell, like sp- speed without like, like shoving a, a chip through the top of your, the roof of your mouth. Yeah, it's dangerous. I, I did not factor that in. Experience as a child with a hard shell taco, where it did exactly what you said. I was gonna die, and so I was a little bit shook. That's why I feel like that that wasn't a judge of my. I was playing at this pitch. I was not on a home court. Uh, I I was I was stuck. I got, I got rolled. But if you give me twelve soft shell tacos, I can do it. I can get twelve in ten minutes. Yeah, I I I believe that. I I I definitely think I could I could probably do twelve. I think. I I remember one time at fifteen twelve. Uh, Brad made a uh, a TJ's run, and he's like, "What do you want?" And I was like, seven chicken tacos." And he's like, "Ha, Cody! Like, what do you really want?" I'm like, uh, seven chicken tacos, you know, soft shells." And like, he comes back with like five. He's like, "He's like, well, I wasn't gonna get you seven. Here's five. And I just hammered those five. And he's like, "Holy shit! You might have ate seven. I was like, "Yeah, I said seven chicken tacos, Brad." Fuck yeah. I saw, you, I saw you eating them one time. And I was like, those look goddamn delightful. And they were. Oh, yeah. Seven might be the appropriate amount. Have you ever, have you ever fully eaten a six pack of the pound of taco shots? I think I have. Um, my problem is, like, even if I get, like, a small Olay, like, I'll, they're good. But it's like, once I, once I get them down, it just, like, hits the bottom of your stomach and it just. I don't know. They're just so greasy and so like the seasoning and everything. It's just, it's just it's too perfect, much. It's a perfect storm to just sit in your stomach. Yeah, it's bad. I, if I, I don't go to TJ's in uh, in Madison anymore because they're really really bad, and I can say that because fuck them. But uh, I, I'll, I frequently I go no potato lays. I'll just get like a meat and potato burrito and like another taco. Same just here. Skip, just skip. Well, I'll, I'll like I'll I'll always make the mistake just every so often when I go to TJ's and they'll be like, "You want some? You want to make it a meal and get some malaise with that?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure." And then they're always like, "You want some sour cream and some nacho cheese with that?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, obviously." I mean, if they're gonna ask me, I'm gonna say yes. And then I always eat it, and then I feel fucking god awful. But yeah. One, on that one Saturday cast, we had to pause because there was a there was a storm of brewing that was brought on by TJ's. <laughs> and was, and I did exactly like you said. I just wanted a, I just wanted a burrito. That's all I wanted. And they talked me into potato olays and nacho cheese, and I ate it all like a filthy pig monster. 
and my body reacted poorly. Yeah. I don't think the human body was, was meant to eat potato alays. At least not mine. <laughs> Which is weird because normally potatoes do not betray me. Potatoes have always been good to my, me and my people. <laughs> the uh, I just yeah TJ's TJ's and Madison and I they used to be so good and couldn't do it anymore. But see when Freet brought because Freet and Lance were talking about it they were they were razzing me. I was pretty pissed off. I was pretty PO'd. But it made me think that Freet and I also used to do something called the Two Box Club, where it was two boxes of mac and cheese. And you'd see, you would make it for yourself and see if you could eat it. And Freet never got it. And Freet never got to the two box club. He could never do it. And I did it one time. So I think I have, if I could just push through, I think I have the girth to eat that many tacos. I just was, I was an off day. Yeah. I think going hard, hard shell is, that's, that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Just trying to eat eat those quickly is is it's a hazard. You're asking. It's, it's you're truly asking dangerous. Yeah, it's truly yeah, dangerous. You're asking. I do. I and as, like I said, I repressed this, but a little bit of memories came back, and I knew I was getting close to the time, so I was pinching two hard shell tacos together and trying to pull them down Kobayashi style. Not the answer either. So there might have to be a podcast where I just eat 12 tacos in 10 minutes and everyone has to listen to me ASMR tacos. Tacos. I mean, it sounds like good content. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we, don't, we don't always talk about art on here, but being that, uh, you know, we're both, both Renaissance men. Uh, so, yes. Um, have you... Have you heard of the, the, the cloud gate? I mean, everybody ever calls it the bean that's in uh, millennium park in Chicago, Chicago. Yeah. I've been there. That giant stainless giants, giant silver bean. Yep. So, um, that bean was, was, uh, was made by, uh, the artist's name is like, uh, I'm going to butcher this, but it's like Anish Kapoor. And I closer than I would have got. And he, so he actually, everybody refers to the cloud gate as the bean and he fucking hates it when people call <laughs> it the bean. turns out this Anish Kapoor guy is a kind of a, a well-known asshole in the art community. And I came across this random article and it's, it's definitely not what we would usually talk about, but I just thought it was hilarious and kind of interesting. So I was going to read a little, read a little bit of this article. I'm very curious now because all artists are assholes. So the fact that he's a well-known asshole means that he might be bad. Yeah. So this, this article is based off of, there's this other artist named Stuart Semple, S-E-M-P-L-E, Semple. Semple. I'd say Semple. Um, So, what happened was there was this uh, this material that was made. It's called Vanta Black, and it's oh. the, the darkest color darkest. in the world. I'm very I'm familiar. It's awesome. Yep, it's uh, it's unlike anything else. I mean, it's it like absorbs ninety nine point nine six percent of light is what I'm reading here, and it's just like 
the blackest of black. Like it's the darkest color that anyone has ever, ever, uh, ever made any, anybody's ever created in the art community. And so in 2016, Anish Kapoor bought the exclusive rights to it. So nobody else, no other artist could use Vanta black. That's and a so, move. so that obviously like pissed off, like everybody, uh, in the art community. Um, so this Stuart Semple guy, who's kind of like a, a good guy, he's kind of the, uh, the Robin Hood of the, of the art community. <laughs> um, so he's known for making pigments of his own, but he'll, he'll make pigments, but rather than like keep them to himself, like he gives them to everybody. Shares. And yeah, so he made this pink color, like the, and you just call it pinkest pink. <laughs> yeah he, he just it's just called pink is pink and so he when he got it like his only stipulation was that like it was available to everybody except Anish Kapoor so they like from the like because of the whole Vanta Black thing and then this whole and then he made the pinkest pink and then uh yeah, the only person that can that can't use it is this Anish Kapoor guy, and it's it's just funny. I'm I'm not really doing this story justice. Um, I would I would recommend that um, if anybody's interested in it, you should you should read it or you know read about it, like either Wikipedia or look up some articles because it's it's pretty fucking entertaining. But that is such a move. <laughs> just. Find clips of like the Vanta Black. It's it's so cool to see. It literally is kind of mind blowing how much black it is. Like I know there's one video where they like have a like a stamp on it, they move it in front of like a larger thing, and I mean there's no way to tell. It's just there's no way to see it. Look up Vanta Black. Read that thing. The fact that he just like everyone can use it except you—that's a move. That's a move that I would do because I would find it hilarious. I, so I respect it immediately. And this, um, and this is kind of like a like an older like an older story from like I think like back in like 2017. But like the whole, uh, like the whole article, like kind of like goes into like the beef back and forth between this Anish Kapoor and this Stuart Semple guy. And it's, it's pretty funny. It's, it's, uh, it's funny, like the pettiness, but at the same time, this Anish Kapoor guy is, is like a known asshole. And, uh, it's everybody's, everybody's, uh, collectively, uh, against Anish Kapoor. Like everybody's on Stuart Semple side. It's, it's pretty hilarious. Like, I will <laughs>
Uh, did you see that Deion Sanders is working at Barstool now? Oh, that's going to work. Uh, I don't know. I, Deion's kind of a weird dude. I love Deion Sanders. Love him. I had a poster on my wall until I was like 12 of Deion Sanders. Water covers 70% of the world. I cover the rest. I think about that a lot. Neon Sanders ruled. He was prime time. He was neon neon. He's kind of a weird guy now. Like, got a little, got a little too preachy. Um, got a little too. I, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, uh, ah, God, I'm gonna sound terrible when I say this. When like he, like he, like takes kids in. He started that. He started that academy in like Texas. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see him be able to talk like unfiltered in like an open forum, you know, like not not just be like on TV and have like a, a couple small segments where he's like talking on the show or, you know, doing some commentary on things like he'll be able to talk long form and we'll just get like the full craziness of Deion Sanders. for sure getting NFL football. Yeah, everything that I've been seeing is 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 pointing to their their planning on I mean planning college football season. Yeah, college football is basically still going. Like, I, I get what they were going for because, yeah, it's going to be very, very tough to be like – I mean, obviously football is a contact sport, and these are these guys are 18 to 22 years old. They're going to be out partying. There's going to be outbreaks. There's going to be big-time outbreaks. But hopefully they can figure it out because I, I think I even saw the Chiefs might be allowed in like 30% of fans or something like that. Hmm. Like there might actually be crowds. Which I'm curious about. I just saw that tweet. I didn't do any other research on it. And like, 
I mean, I've got basketball in the background right now. Basketball, like basketball's going to be fine without fans, but baseball's not going to be very well at all. So, we'll see how it goes. What the hell is this? But, yeah, I, I, I want there to be football. I, obviously, it'll be great content for us. And I just think I think something something's not right. Because I even wanted to talk about, like, uh, I haven't written down. I didn't know if I was, we were going to talk about it. But, like, colleges are already, uh, like, canceling. Like, they invited, like, all the students got there. Then a week later, they're like, no, we're not doing it. Like, thanks for your thanks for your tuition checks, but we're going all online. Like UNC just did that. And that's kind of shady. So I, I don't know. I want it to happen. I hope all sports come back because they're a great distraction from our like just from life in general. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, did you see that the Cowboys um, got Everson Griffin? Yeah. I do, I do like Everson Griffin. I saw um, Brian got a tryout for the Ravens. I did not see that. I don't know if they signed him yet, but he had a tryout with them. Huh. I think he was with the Saints two years ago when he was with Achilles. Yeah, and he got hurt. Yeah. And he was never really a burner. You know, like he, he, I mean, he obviously was fast, but like he was never known as like the speed. He was just known for casting out of Yeah, he caught that. That was a catch. That was a catch. It would be it would be like the Cowboys to win this one, like you said, but then everybody would negate it, being like, Well, it was during the COVID thing and everything was different, so it's not actually a true season, so you know, it doesn't really count. So if they can repeat next year when we're not dealing with all this stuff, then maybe it would be legitimate. I can I can already see how it's going to play out. Dallas is going to like be okay during the regular season. suck that um that Zeke is is sitting out you know opting out of the season what yeah you didn't see that no yeah I I had that I thought we had talked about that before maybe not let me pull it up I haven't I haven't checked lately but that was the story is that he was opting out because of uh like his his gram his grandma and stuff like He's he's got like some people. Oh, 
Uh, I, I just Googled him. He, he had a mild, long COVID-19 battle. And after an off-season of questions, Cowboys running back Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott says he has plenty to prove in 2020. He says he's in camp. He did pad practice. Don't fucking scare me like that. I thought that... Huh. Huh. I could have sworn. Dude. So... Because basically this podcast is going to be a great venting area for us to complain about the Cowboys every single week. So that would have definitely set off some my progression. Oh fuck! I don't know. Maybe I got some bad information. I thought that uh, I thought that I had read somewhere that Zeke was opting out. Huh. I'm just from my quick Google, it said, it said he was. It said he was in. It said he's practicing. Hmm. I don't know. Our friends to listen to what the Cowboys win. Huh. Honestly, I when he get a salary if he's out season though, is that how the NFL's working? I don't know. I don't I'm not I don't know. I must have must have blacked out or something. I don't know. I could have sworn that I I saw something about Zeke opting out, but uh, yeah, after. After reading through this, it appears that he is still there. Ezekiel said he expects to continue to compete for rushing titles in Cowboys' current offense. He said Mike McCarthy hasn't had any conversations with him to reassure him that he'll get the ball often. No, I'm not too worried. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where I got that. Sorry, I uh, sorry I got y'all flustered. I could have sworn I read something that said he was opting out. I haven't seen anything about it, so that that had me real rap. But I'm glad we recovered. God, that would have sucked. I was already playing the parade. If the Cowboys win the Super Bowl, we should go to their parade. It'll be fun. We should go to their parade, do a live. We'll just set up a booth. I mean, street interviews. Nothing bad has ever happened at a parade in Dallas before, so. Drop the top a little, Jackie. Let's flex.
one of my that's one of my favorite tweets. And then uh, yeah, there's there was another one that's very distasteful. There's a picture of JFK slumped over, and it's Jackie crawling out of the back, and it's just like you see her butt, and it's just like goddamn JFK taking a nap even with all that ass by his head. I was like, no, Jesus. <laughs> that was that was the guy who got me who that was the guy who started he had a podcast called Mixtape that's no longer existing. That's Tyler I am on Twitter. He was a he was a good boy. He's a funny, funny man, but he's no longer no longer in the podcast game. RIP. Um I didn't I don't have the the details in front of me, but um, saw that Kittle got paid finally. Yep, I had uh, Kittle got paid. I think it's like fifty million dollars guaranteed. I also don't have the details. I think it's I the largest. I think it's the largest contract that uh, tight end has ever gotten. Has ever got? Yeah, I want to say it was like I think it was fifty million guaranteed and forty. Like, but if he gets injured, it's only forty million or something like that. I could have made that up because I also saw Travis Kelsey. 70 so Kittle agrees to five year 75 million dollar deal um, so the previous uh, yeah so yeah I don't see the I don't see the guarantee, uh, guaranteed money but yeah 75 million five years. I want to say I thought I read something crazy like in the last two seasons like he didn't even make like a million dollars or he made like that or 525 and it was just like holy lord he was underpaid can you imagine when that direct deposit hits oh man I bet you just cry yeah good for him I mean he he definitely, definitely deserves it. Uh, the thing, the thing I saw was because Kittle signed, and then I think like two days later Kelsey signed, and I think Travis Kelsey got another. He got like a really big contract too. Where the fuck are the Chiefs getting all this money from? Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that's, I don't, my small brain doesn't really comprehend the whole like salary cap and like how all that stuff works and everything. But like, I understand that there's a cap that you can only spend so much on player salaries. That way, like the large franchises don't have an advantage over the, the little guys. Right. Granted, you still have to have money to pay them. So smaller franchises paying, even staying within the salary cap, is you know still harder on them than it would be on larger franchises like Dallas or you know some of the other big ones. But yeah, I don't know. Like after you pay Mahomes all that money, you know there's, there's not going to be a ton left over for everybody else. So now paying Kelsey too doesn't leave a ton. I'm assuming that they. I mean, Tyreek Hill is kind of a shitbag human being, but he's gonna he's gonna take 
uh, take some money there too. I don't know. I guess I hadn't seen anything like with his contracts or anything, what, what he actually has or if he's coming up or if he's going to be negotiating for more, but being that he's like the fastest guy alive, um, he'll probably be getting paid at some point too. This is just a crazy, this is a crazy thing that I had, I had screenshotted when I read it. It was on July 14th, so it was a while ago. I wanted to talk about it, and it just never came up. Chiefs, Chiefs offseason, Patrick Mahomes, 10-year extension, Chris Jones, four-year contract, 20 of 22 Super Bowl starters returning, entire coaching staff intact, five of the top six rushers, eight of the nine top receivers, six of seven, six of seven top O-line return, and they added another running back, and then they paid Travis Kelsey. So, Kansas City might be a fucking wagon this season. They might be, they might be getting after it. It's gonna suck when they lose to Dallas. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think, like AFC wise. I mean, obviously the Ravens are still gonna be good. But now, I mean, the, the Patriots are always in the conversation, but now everything, you know, with, with Brady leaving and, and all the weird shit that's going on with people opting out in New England, I, I'm assuming yeah. that Belichick just has some master plan working. Yeah, yeah. I, I, will not count, I will not count Belichick out until the flag drops. Um, yeah. I, this was another thing I had saved because I just – it made me furious – uh, I do like Callum Cowherd. I don't know if you're. I don't know no. if your opinions on him. Oh fuck! But I also. All right, that it. does it for episode thirty-eight. See ya. <laughs> but this is here's the thing. I like Callum Cowherd. I also hate Callum Cowherd because some of the shit he says is ridiculous. But this was one I had screenshotted. This offensive roster is better, in my opinion, than the Randy Moss, Wes Welker team, Tampa Bay, and Baltimore. Sh- Tampa Bay and Baltimore Super Bowl wouldn't shock me a bit. Colin Cowherd. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And I frequently say dumb things. Like, Yeah, I actually, I was up up north working, and um, we were in like the control room that they have up there, and uh, one of the operators had uh, the herd, whatever the fuck it's called, on, and he was talking about about like walked outside in front of a truck because. I don't know. I just can't stand that guy talking. He's just yeah, he, not my cup of tea. He does. He does cool things. It appears Dwight Howard just broke the rim in an NBA game. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. They're they're fixing it. I wasn't paying attention, but uh, I yeah I Colin Coward. I really like when he was with ESPN. I don't know if he was just I. He was the only one I really liked besides like Dan Patrick. But then he would say like two cool things. And then just immediately shit his pants with like five bad takes. I just think his his voice is just annoying to me. 
I he's just, so fucking smarmy. Yeah, he just seems like a smug asshole. Yeah, like that's that's what it is. Like just like mm, my sports opinion. No, fuck you. Fuck Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Speaking of something that stinks, uh, I watched the Tax Collector, the Shia LaBeouf. Um, was not was not good. Not. Yeah, I think I. I think I gave it like a 2.7 out of 5 when I was talking to some of my buddies. And after I've uh, let it sink in, uh, it might be closer to like 1.5 out of 5. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty bad. And honestly, uh, like I'm not a huge Shia LaBeouf guy. Um, he, he definitely got a little crazy there for a while. He did. Um, but so the main character was like some – at least – to my knowledge, just kind of like a no-name guy. Like, I didn't know who he was. Um, he was really bad. Bad actor. Not good. Um, Shia LaBeouf was actually pretty good in it, but he wasn't the main character. So, See, yeah. That makes me, because the way it was described to me, it was that Shia LaBeouf was the main character. And no. Yeah, that, that makes me want to take a hard pass on it. Yeah, let me, uh, without, uh, without giving too much away, uh, I'll, I'll fill you in on a little bit of the movie. So it's it's random as fuck. Um, they're like tax collectors for this big gang. And they're like intimidating people. Like Shia LaBeouf is like the, I, I don't know what you call it. He's the muscle. Yeah. He's like the, he's like the, infor- one of the enforcers. So like he tortures people and does crazy shit. What's that? I would mean fuck out of Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 for sure. Uh, but it's just, it's crazy. There's like, at one point, there's a, there's like a, a Mayan, like human sacrifice. Um, yep. Pretty, just out of nowhere. Very random. Um, a guy tries to give a, a, a dead person a bath in a bathtub um, for, for whatever reason. Also very strange. Um, they say motherfucker like a thousand times. Um Not a bad point. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say some more, but I don't want to give it away just in case anybody else wants to watch it. But yeah, it wasn't great. I didn't really enjoy it. The, did, you, did you rent it on your Xbox? I, I bought it on uh, on Am- I think Amazon Prime had like an early release or something. Yeah, just so there was there was a guy at work that he said he liked it, mm. so. I'm going to take your opinion more because you and I have similar tastes in things. Yeah, it works. I do not. But yeah, what you just described is not what I wanted. I want Shia LaBeouf in the main character. Uh, and sh- like Shia LaBeouf was, was – I thought he was actually good in it. Like in his parts that he was in, I thought his, his character was believable. I know there, he got like a lot of backlash because people were saying that like he was like in brown face and – he was like trying to be uh, Hispanic in the in the movie, and it was uh, you know disrespectful because he was a white actor and playing a role or whatever. But like the actual thing is that he was a like in the movie he's he's a white guy, but he was just raised with like the Hispanic gang, so he just like talks like them, and like he he's just that makes total sense. Mimics the culture because he he's part of the gang. Well, yeah. 
but it's just there's just too much bad acting. Um, but yeah, Shia LaBeouf was de- was decent in it, but like the the storyline just is all over the place. The the rest of the characters acting is really bad. Yeah, watch it for yourself, make your own decision, but it fucking stinks. <laughs> make your own opinions. I'm just letting you know it fucking stinks. Now, then I said, we actually we got a request from Jellybeam to watch a movie. I have not watched it yet. I said I was going to watch it last night. I did not. Uh, uh, we'll, have, we'll have a couple more reviews coming live. You know, people love the TNC movie. like 100 degrees out. Yeah, it was fucking miserable. I I was digging holes. I was fighting. I was like trying to chop through roots of a tree. I was drenched. I was sad. Was that at the dojo? No, this was this is at my parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was tricked into it. And 0 out of 10. Yeah, it wiped me out. I like literally couldn't move. I got a blister on my hand. Might as well shut me down. But I think that's – I had one other thing I kind of want to talk about, but it was it was baseball, so it's not important. Uh, I don't care that much about it. It just was kind of big in the news this today. I had some takes, but it ain't worth it. Okay. You got anything else? No, I had a couple odds and ends, but uh, we can save it. We can save it for save it. Uh, save it for the next cast. Um, Boom. Hopefully your audio come through. You did chop a little bit there, but yeah, I was gonna say but, you froze every now and then, but it wasn't. I didn't sound bad to me. But we'll see how we'll see how the people people hate it. Okay. Sure we'll get told it's terrible. <laughs> well, we will. <laughs> but I think that episode thirty-eight of the books. We did it, folks. Bye.